All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our Bible study on this wonderful evening. I hope and pray everybody's uh, doing well out there in internet land. And uh, we're truly grateful for God and all his grace and his mercy and his love toward us all. Amen, which is endureth forever. And truly, we're thankful for God and, again, his, his grace today, allowing us to see another day. Uh, some didn't wake up this morning. Some uh, have died even leading up to this Bible study. But by his grace and his mercy, we're able to see another day. And, and for those that don't know Christ, another opportunity to get saved. Amen. We encourage you, my friend, today, if you're not, don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, we continue to say that hammer at home. Get your life in order. Because men and women are leaving this earth. Men and women are leaving uh, and going off into an eternity that uh, we have to pay pay a price for. Again, whether it's uh, salvation, if we save it, we go to heaven. But if, if not, we go to hell. And that's kind of what we're going to uh, cover this evening. Uh, heaven and hell. Heaven and hell uh, is not always uh, blatantly talked about. It's not always blatantly talked about. It sometimes is, is in passing through the messages of various things. But it's a serious, serious issue. Again, that's what it's all about. Our eternal destination. Our eternal uh uh, place where we would be. You see, on this earth, it's just temporary, the Bible says. Temporary holding ground. Uh, and really, well, this short period of time here on earth, the Bible talks about how life is but a vapor. It's but a vapor and how we are here just for a little while. Before long, we pass away. We vanish away. And, and maybe, I may even bring that up as well. Uh, but you think about it, how life is so short. People are, are going and going off into a, a Christless eternity. Or we pray that it will be a Christ eternity. Amen. And so uh, I had that one as well. Uh, go to James 4, 13 and 14 as well. Um, yeah, through 17, thir 13 through 17. All right. So uh, we, we want to cover that tonight. We want to cover this tonight about heaven and hell. Who's going where? Who's going where? And. And really, really, as I open up with that, we might as well just start off with that about this is a serious, serious Bible study and really a sobering Bible study. If you think about it, uh, really to get our, our minds and our hearts and really to focus in on what God says in his word. People say, oh, we don't know who's going where. Uh, the Bible is clear on who's going where. And, and we don't know uh, as individuals uh, how the person lives their lives or how they leave this earth. But we do know what the Bible says, but we must uh, not be doing when we do die when we do die any unrepentant sin any sin that's hanging over your head again habitual sin uh we'll cover that as well uh, i'll give you that in the second as hebrews 10 25 you can add that as well but you think about this uh, uh how life is how short life is and how that again it's important to make sure we are living a life of christ we're gonna go into it and so uh, with that being said life is short let's go to uh, james 4 13 James 4.13, we'll open up with, uh, we'll get right into it because it's a lot to cover tonight. Uh, the Bible says, go now ye that say today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow, we shall do such and such in a city, uh, continue there uh, a year and buy and sell and get gain. And so he's, he's addressing people, just our natural thought. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, you know, you leave work or whatever. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you next week or whatever case may be. Uh, people come to church and say, oh, I'll see you next week or next Sunday or next, next service, whatever case may be, or I'll see you later. Hey, later, we may not see him later. And so the Bible says, go now ye uh, that say today or tomorrow, we shall go into such a city and continue there a year, buy and sell and get gain. And so 
That's we make plans. That's we do these things because we don't know our day nor the hour. We don't know when we will leave this earth. But the Bible says, "Where else we should talk this way?" He says, "We should, whereas you, sh you know not what I, I shall be on the morrow. For what is life?" He said, "What is life?" He said, "It is even a vapor. It appeareth a little time, and then it vanisheth away." Again, we share with you how people are leaving earth, young, old, rich, poor, black, white. It does not matter color. We all have that date. We preach a message. Go back and look at, listen to it from last year about man has a date. Man has a date. It's a point on man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. After this, the judgment. There is no purgatories. As some false religions teach, there's no holding ground. You can't. I can't pray you out of uh, after you're gone. It's over. And so naturally, again, I can't burn any candles for you. After this, the judgment, the Bible says. And so we vanish away. Life is short. Again, even if you uh, live 120 years, 120 years is short compared to eternity. You, you can't, uh, 100 years compared to 1,000 is, is, is a tenth. That's nothing. And you think about it, imagine 100,000 years and thousands of thousands of years, uh, what the Bible talks about eternally. So it, it, on the timeline, on the timeline, what we do in this earth now, what we do with our lives, what we do for Christ will be the only thing that matters. And so, again, this title of the Bible studies about who's going where. Again, heaven and hell, who's going where. And so, let's look at this. He says, we ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live or do this or that and the other. So, think about this. If the Lord wills, I'll see you tomorrow. If the Lord wills, we'll see you this Sunday. If the Lord wills, we'll uh, uh, have to see another day tomorrow. If the Lord's will. Again, because we don't know when our last day is. He says, number 16 says, but now you rejoice in your boasting. Also rejoice in this evil. So people will say, you know, they rejoice. I, I'll get it later on. I'll, 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 I got time. I got time. I ain't thinking about God. Uh, we all going to have a party in hell. People say that all the time. People, they make songs about that. Uh, take hell and eternal life lightly. The Bible says, such rejoicing is evil. It's, re it's evil, really. The Bible says in verse 17, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him in his sin. So you think about this. You know it's time to get saved. You know you need to change. We know that Christ gave his life for us. We know that Christ is reaching out to us. We know that, again, Jesus paid it all. You know that uh, good and evil. You know that certain things are against God's word. You know this. Many, many people know this. They have a sense of godliness. They've been taught. Or maybe they went to Sunday school. Or maybe they had Christian families and friends, loved ones. Again, the, the seed has been planted. God is always going to plant a seed somewhere along the way. And so he says, if we know to do it and we don't do it, it's sin. It is sin. I, I, I've been planning on covering this, but let's cover it. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, I'll, I'll share with you this as well. 1025, it came up, I believe, the other day in service. Uh <clears throat> Uh, actually, no, let's see. 26, 25, 26. He says, uh, uh, not forsaking us, the assembly of ourselves together as a man of some is, but exhorting one another. He says, so much the more as you see the day approaching. What day? The day of our death, the day of Christ's return, the day of God's judgment. We see the day approaching. And so he says, exhort people, exhort them, not forsake the assembly. Come to church, come to the assembly, come to the Bible studies, come worship. Get to God. Come to Jesus, the assembling of the body of Christ. Do not reject the calling of God. Don't reject when Christ is calling and says, come all ye that labor heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Don't reject that assembly. Christ is trying to assemble as many as he can. And from the highways and the byways and the hedges to come to know Jesus Christ 
him as their Lord and Savior and make him Lord and Savior of their life. Number 26 is what I want to get you to. He says, if we sin willfully, if we sin willfully, in other words, you know it's wrong and you're doing it anyway. The Bible says after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for our sin. So after tonight, after this tonight, I'm going to give you some scriptures about, again, who's going where or what will cause us to go either to heaven or to hell. Uh, again, some things that will keep us from going to heaven. And so he says, after you come to the knowledge of the truth, you can't uh, have any more excuses of living outside of God's plan. And I pray as a day that you will, won't make excuses and you'll come running to Christ tonight. Number 27, let's give me the number two. I'm going to give you the number two. He said, but a certain fearful, will you and I tonight be that certain fearful? That's that group of men and women that say, you know what? I'm going to just get saved. Jesus said, few be there to fight it. It's a certain fearful looking for the judgment, for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. There's coming a day when the devil and his angels will be devoured. And sadly, as we're going to see, is now for man as well, mankind as well. It was originally intended. We're going to cover that description in a minute. It was, hell was originally intended for the devil and his angels. But he says, we know and we see, and you'll hear about hell. People don't, uh, people don't uh, take heed to it. They don't take heed to it. Uh, there, there is a hell in the heaven. There is real, just as real as you sitting there and watching this video tonight, just as real as you go throughout your day. There is a place called hell. There's a place called heaven. My friend today, let's make the right choice and go to heaven together. Uh, let's look at some more here. All right, let's get down to it. I, I want to start off here uh, in Revelation 21. Revelation 21. The book of Revelation, the last two chapters, covers it all. It covers about heaven, and it covers about hell. And so uh, if you look at this, and, and really God's final plea, God's final plea, the last two chapters of the Bible, God's pleading for mankind. He's warning man. He's letting man know the two choices that we have. And he's beckoning. Chapter 24, he says, to him that is thirsty, come. Him that is in need, come. The bridegroom says, come. And so uh, let's go. Revelation 21.1. The Bible says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So even as we speak, uh, there's a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, the Jehovah Witness asked me one time, he said, where is heaven? Where is heaven? Well, I said, it's up there. <laughs> it's, up in, it's up in heaven. They said, oh, no, oh, no. Heaven is here on earth. I say it will eventually be on earth. So when them Jehovah Witnesses come around you, you tell them eventually it will be on earth. But right now it's up in the air. So the Bible says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth will pass away. So the way we see things now, the way earth is now, it's going to one day burn up, the Bible says. In the book of Peter, Peter says it's going to burn up and be burned up with a fervent heat one day. The Bible says, and there shall be no more sea. Number two, he says, and I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, come down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So heaven, it's a city. Heaven is a city, the new Jerusalem, not the Jerusalem we uh, here on earth right now. It's going to be a new, fabulous, remade, revamped city. Amen. The Bible goes on and says, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacles of God with, are, is with men. He will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Who? The believers, the believers, the followers of Christ. One day we will one day be with the, uh, the King, the Lord, our Savior, our Heavenly Father. We will all be united. When we all see Jesus, 
We will sing and shout the victory. It'll be worth it all, my friend. Listen to what it says in verse 4. Uh, the Bible says, And he shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no, nor sorrows, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. John saw it. He said, Hey, there's no more as happy. It's a, it's a wonderful life. It's a place <clears throat> which God intended for man to have in the beginning, way back from the beginning of time. It's now going to be available. He says, There won't be no more tears, no more, no more crying. No more drama, no more shootings, no more all this mess to be in Rob right now. That's why we got to go to heaven. That's why you make your plans to say, I'm leaving this place. I'm punching my ticket through Jesus Christ. Accept him in my Lord. I'm going to that city that they talk that you're talking about. The Bible says in verse five, he says, and he that sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, write things which are true and faithful, true and faithful. These words are true. And these words are faithful. It will come to pass. People mock at it. People laugh at it. It's going to happen, brothers and sisters. It will happen. The Bible says in verse 6, He said unto, unto me, I it is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. So we will be nourished. Jesus is that living water. That living water. Drink of him now. Taste and see the Lord is good. He, he'll give you living water that you'll never thirst again. He'll never thirst for the things of this world again. Your appetite and your desires change once you've tasted of the goodness of God. The Bible goes on and says in verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Number 7, he that overcometh. We've been covering about complete victory over the past year. <clears throat> Go back and listen to the series. And, and overcoming, overcoming what? This old flesh, the mind, sin, temptation, overcome. That said no and resisted the devil. That said no, I'm not going to bow down to the things of this world. No, I'm not going to live in habitual sin. No, I'm not going to, if I do sin, no, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to repent and make it right with God. Again, overcome, overcome, overcome. The Bible says those that overcome shall inherit all things. Those that resist temptation to say no. Resist the devil. Overcome the devil. Put the devil under your feet as we've been covered. Put the devil and the things of the world underneath your feet tonight. The Bible says, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. These are the folks who made it to heaven. The Bible says, but those who did not make it are these, the fearful and unbelieving, those that refuse to believe, those, the abominable, those that commit abomination. We got to go into abomination one of these days. Abomination, are some things that God has grossed out some sin, but then there's abominations on top of that, and gross sin. And one of them right on top of that is homosexuality is considered a, a, an abomination unto the Lord. That's one. Bestiality is another. It's abomination. Pride is an abomination. On and on and on. Let's go. The Bible says murderers and, and whoremongers. Murderers. Murderers and whoremongers. He says, and, and sorcerers and idolaters and, and all liars. All liars. The Bible says, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire, with, with fire and brimstones, which is the second death. The second death. I'll come back to this in a minute, but the second death. So meaning there's two deaths. One is when they put us in the casket the first time. But there's coming a day when God will raise up everybody one more time in final judgment. In final judgment. And we will be either be going to the right or to the left. with uh, To the righteousness of God, to heaven or to hell. And so the Bible says here today, fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. The Bible talks about how the worm died not. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's so much. Hell is not worth it, my friend, that I am. And so Jesus said here, murderers. So in other words, people, uh, you can become a Christian. You may have committed a murder. 
but you can become a Christian through the born again experience. You could have been a whoremonger, a woman chaser, a man chaser, it don't matter. But when you get saved, you stop doing these things. When we get saved, we stop living this type of life. Like what we said, habitual sin. There's no more sacrifice for it. All right, I ask God to forgive me of, of, of being a whoremonger. But if I go back out still chasing, running, chasing out the women, I, I, I really didn't really repent. There's a repentance, not repeat, but repentance. Amen. That God talks about. And so he says they will be burned in the lake of fire. This is not popular teaching. We live in a society where, again, they don't even talk about heaven. Oh, they talk about heaven, but they don't talk about hell. And so let's look at some more here. Hey, oh, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 27, 20, Proverbs 27, 20. We'll come back to Revelation in a minute. He said, hell and the destruction are never full. It's never full. The Bible says, and, and so the eyes of man never satisfied. The enemy will have us constantly, constantly, constantly chasing out the sin, chasing after the things of the flesh. It's like a, a cancer that just has to have more and more and more ungodliness, more and more sin. And the Bible says, uh, because of this, hell enlarges itself. Hell is never satisfied. As we sit here tonight, hell has gotten more populated. Sadly to say. Yeah, heaven has too. Heaven has grown in population as well. But you know what? <clears throat> every second, every minute, the, the majority, the majority, again, are, are losing their soul. That's why, back to what Jesus said, few be that in finding. Few. It's sad. It's very sad. Uh, Revelation 19, 19. In verses 20, 19 and 20, Jesus gave us some more that are, are who, who's going where? Who's going where? Let's look at Revelation 19, 20. The Bible says, I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and the, their armies gathered together to make war against him. They fought against, who's him? Christ, against God. The Bible says, and then that sat on the horse and against his armies, meaning it was referring to Christ here when he comes again. The beast was taken and him, uh, the, the false prophets, that was wrought miracles before him uh, with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped the image, his image. He says, those were both cast alive in the lake burning, uh, burning with brimstone. So the false prophet in the end time scenario, the false prophet, the antichrist and really able to cast away as well. Isaiah five eleven, who's going where? We're talking about who's going where? Heaven or hell? We're covering hell first. We're going to get the ugly part out the way. The Bible says in verse Isaiah 5, 11, Woe! It's a strong, strong rejection. Woe! Unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink. Strong drink. The Bible says they continue until night, till wine inflame them. So he says the drunkard. The drunkard. The enemy will have many women searching in the bottom and really in a stupor night and day. I remember that. I remember being in those situations where, again, it was becoming very addictive. You had to have a beer in the morning, you had to have a drink in the morning, you had to have a drink in the midday, drink at night. That's what he's talking about here. The Bible says, uh, he says, and harp, and, and the harp and the vow and the timbre and the pipe and the wine. He said, are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hand. So we're going to party all night. We're going to party all day. Music, give me the music. Let's have fun. Let's get drunk. 
Eat, drink, and be merry. <coughs> Eat, drink, and be merry is what the Bible says here. Now, let's move on. The Bible says in verse 13, Therefore my, my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge and their honorable men are famished and their multitudes dried up with thirst. Their multitudes dried up with thirst. You think about this. They're gone into captivity. We don't want the word of God. Priests don't tell us the truth. Don't preach about our hell. Don't be judgmental. And they don't want to know the truth. I thank God. Hey, man, I thank God I went to a church over in Germany that the preacher was not afraid to tell me about hell. Tell me about sin. If he didn't tell me about sin, I would have stayed in sin. If he didn't draw the line and really paint it out and show me, I still would have been lost probably to this day. Been lost, running around, still chasing, and running around, drinking and carrying on, smoking, and all these different things, that uh, smoking weed, getting high, and all these different things that mankind is blinded by. Blinded by. The Bible goes on and says, 13, therefore my people are gone into captivity. People are enslaved and they don't even know it. Enslaved. They think, ah, oh, it's just the church trying to uh, hold us down. No, they ain't trying to Try to set you free. Try to release you from the bondage of sin. The Bible goes on and says, their honorable men are famished. The multitudes are dried up with thirst. They're still yearning. Never, you never noticed that, how we never were satisfied with sin. Had to have more. One party, two parties, three parties, on or for vicious cycles. I thank God, I remember when I was in Germany. When I was in Germany, I went to nightclub and I looked in the mirror. I said, man, you are a miserable dude. You are a miserable dude. My eyes are bloodshot red, ashes all over my shirt, looking like a mess, a hot mess. Didn't even like the music. No, it was some German uh, house music type club. Place stink anyway. It was not. And you know what? God was letting me go through my pig pen experience to get my gut full, to get me out of that mess. And you know what? Some sadly today, I pray if you're in that mess tonight, flee from that junk tonight. Flee from sin tonight. I'm talking about where are we going tonight? Heaven or hell? It's real, brothers and sisters. It is a real, real circumstance. Real. And we give you a real talk tonight. We can't fluff it. We can't sugarcoat it tonight. Heaven or hell is one or the other. White or black, right or wrong. Amen. Light or darkness. Let's move on. The Bible says in 14, therefore hell enlarges herself. Hell gets bigger and bigger every day because people say, ah, I'll preach it, get out of here. I ain't trying to hear that. That's your interpretation of the Bible. I'm just reading straight from the word of God. Hell enlarges herself and it opened her mouth without measure. There's no measure to it. Going to hell in the handbags. You heard this thing before. I know it's tough tonight, but you know what? It's real talk tonight. It's real. The devil's real. The devil don't care. The devil don't want you to hear this type of message because he wants to see more. He already know his fate. And he wants to take as many as he can with him. And the world will glamorize hell. They just, they just uh, uh, glamorized uh, Halloween last night, glamorizing sin and death and hell and, and devils and demons. The devil glamorizes that. Outside of Christmas, that's the number number two Number two industry, Halloween. Halloween is the number two industry, and the that's the devil's holiday. <laughs> a man yesterday said, "Happy holiday." I said, "No, it's not a holiday. It's a devilish day." The devil glamorizes sin. My friend today, don't get your kids get involved in that mess. Don't get your kids caught up in that stuff because spirits and 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 scary movies and all this junk. It's real stuff today. The devil's getting glamorized, my friend. He's glamorized every day. 
But let's move on. Let's read that part again. 13, 14, 14. He said, hell enlarge herself and open her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitudes and their pomp. And, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. They take pleasure in that mess. And will find themselves in it, involved in it, and lose their soul. Slip off into eternity, lost. It don't have to be that way tonight, though, friend. It does not have to be that way. Let's move on. The Bible says, and, and the mean men shall be brought down, and the mighty men shall be humble, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humble. All of this glamour and glitz of Hollywood, the glamour and glitz of the music industry, all the riches and fame, are famous today. All it don't have to be rich and famous to be haughty and proud and, and walking in unrighteousness. Some of the poorest people are some of the most proudest people as well. He said they will be brought down to nothing. It's a humbling experience to be lost and to find yourself lost without Christ. The Bible goes on and says, he says, but the Lord of hosts shall exalt and be exalted in judgment. The Lord will be exalted. They will one day confess that Jesus is Lord. He will be exalted. The devil will say it one day. He said, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that he's Lord. Do it now, my friend. Do it now, brothers and sisters. Do it now, my friend. If you're watching this video tonight, it's talking about heaven and hell. Where are we going tonight? Which one are we, which, which destination are we heading to? I'm giving you the, the painting the picture about what hell is. So if you're caught up in this life, get, leave it tonight. Flee it tonight. Leave it tonight. Let's move on. The Bible says, he says, and, and they shall be humbled. They shall be humbled. The Bible says in verse 16, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. So Jesus will be lifted up. The God, the God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Number 17. And then shall the lambs feed after their matters. He's talking about heaven now. The lambs shall feed after their matters and the waste places of the fat ones shall uh, the stranger eat. Woe unto them that draw iniquity uh, with cords and vanities and sin as it were uh, uh, a cart rope. He says, that say 19 let him make speed and hasten his work that we may see it let the counsel of the holy one of israel draw nigh and come that uh we may know it woe unto them call evil good it's another verse here in verse 20 woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter god said woe another strong word woe short small word but strong Whoa, unto them. We live in a world where, again, right is made fun of. Straight preaching is made fun of. Unrighteousness is glamorized. They, they running around, the politicians running around trying to fight for the abortion rights as we speak right now. Oh, vote for us. Vote for us because we want abortion. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. Don't vote for them, <laughs> them devils. Why are they so bloodthirsty? Why? Woe unto the nation that calls evil good. I heard a preacher say years ago, passed down, but he said, if God does not raise up, again, Sodom and Gomorrah, if God does not raise up, the uh, again, these nations that he judged, he says, uh, again, and apologize to him, if, if America does not repent, if God does not judge America and all the other nations, he says, God's going to have to raise up Sodom and Gomorrah. God's going to have to raise up these other nations that he condemned and apologized to them. But we know that's not the case. America, United States, we live in the United States, wherever you may live. We're legalizing sin. Legalizing sin. I shared with him before. I was working in front of a, a, a jail. And even where I'm working at now, I'm working in a park. 
needles everywhere, heroin addicts everywhere. And by the grace of God, I get a chance to witness to some of them, amen, and show them the way. But you know, why, 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 why is it everywhere? Because it's been made legal by the mayor and the governor of New York State, and in some of your states as well, war unto you, war unto the politician. I don't know how a Christian can vote for some devilish politician that pass all this junk. War unto you. You say, well, preacher, who are we going to vote for? Well, don't vote at all if you, if you got to do that as well. Just sit it out. Whatever the case may be, but you know what? War unto them. And for these churches and various churches to begin to allow these politicians, and allow some of these huge churches, I heard them say, Oh, that was the governor came to this huge, huge black church. There's no such thing as a black church anyway. It should be called a black church. It's a church. Oh, they went to this church, that church. You know what? I, no way she's going to come and, and stand in the pulpit. That's God's sanctimonious, holy place. The pulpit. Whoa. Straight talk tonight. Anyway, let's move on. The Bible says, uh, Woe unto the nations, let's read it again. Woe unto them they call good evil and evil good. Put light for darkness and, uh, and darkness for light. Put bitter for sweet. Number 21, he says, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. Ah, preacher. Back to what I say. People, I have people say, I mean, that. He said, Ah, it's your interpretation. Ah, it's the word of God. I'm reading it to you straight up. It's the word of God. Straight. Ah, it's not my interpretation. Uh, Again, the illiterate man can read this uh, and, and be explained, say, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. War to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Number 22, war to them that are mighty to drink wine. And men of strength to mingle and strong drink. That is again. So the enemy will have a soul in such a stupor, in such a stupor to where we can't see right and wrong and make unsound judgments. Let's go to Luke 16. Just up tonight. I ain't even got to the heaven part. We deal in hell first. Amen. The Bible talks about hell more than it really does heaven anyway. The Bible talks about hell more than it does heaven. Why? Because it was warning man. The Bible sends out more warning than it, than it does talking about heaven. But look at the book of Revelation. The majority of Revelation is about what? A judgment. And there's a small little piece of chapter about heaven. God was sending warning. God sends warning to people. God sends warning to our society. God sends warning to whoever reviewed it. Share these videos. Share it out to your friends, your family. Say, we cannot go to hell. Amen. Let's read this. And I'm going to probably not get past this, but let's look at Luke 16. The Bible says, there was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, fared sumptuously every day. Man, he, he was the man. Dressed nice, looked nice. He says, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores. And 21, he says, desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. This man was living. It was, he had a bad circumstance. And the Bible says, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried into, with the angels into the Abram's, Abraham's bosom. That was a place where the Old Testament saints would go. Until, remember when Jesus said in the New Testament, I go to prepare a place for you. It hadn't been prepared yet. So they were in a holding place called paradise or uh, the Abraham's bosom has referred to here. And the rich man died and was buried. And, and, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes in torment and seeth Abraham afar off 
And the Bible says, and Lazarus in his bosom. So he says he could see on the other side, the Bible talks about a gulf. So the rich man could see, but he was in torment. The Bible says he, he lifted up his eyes in, in, in torment. And, and the Bible says in verse 24, he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip uh, 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 of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. He still didn't get it. He, <laughs> he still didn't get it. He was still trying to treat Lazarus as he was a nobody. But just look at here. The Bible says he said, I, I just need a relief, some type of relief. Can I get a drip of water on my tongue? The Bible says in verse 25, and Abraham said, son, remember that Thou art uh, in this lifetime, in thy lifetime, receive thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus receive evil things. In other words, uh, the tables were turned. You, you enjoy the pleasure of life. And he struggled over here. Bible says, but now he is a confident and thou art tormented. So there's two different places that we can go. Either the torment or in the conference of almighty God. 26, he went on and says, and besides all this between us, and you, there's a gulf, great gulf fixed, <clears throat> so that uh, they which would pass from hence, uh, you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Number 27, the Bible says, and then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send my, him to my father's house. And so naturally he says, in other words, he was telling me he couldn't escape. You can't leave, Lazarus. I mean, you can't leave, rich man. <laughs> you can't go. And we say, but can you go to my father's house? This is what he said in verse 28. He said, for I have five brethren that, uh, that he may testify unto them. He says, send Lazarus to them then, however. He says, and let uh, uh, they also come, that they not come to this place of torment. He says, well, go tell them not to come here where I'm at. If the dead could speak, my friend. You hear about people who die and have visions of hell. They come back with a testimony. A testimony, and they want to tell the whole world. They write books, they tell, go to churches, tell their story that hell is real. Or they had a vision of hell. The Bible says, and Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear him. They have the preacher. What well, isn't that? You can't, you can't force it on them. What will they do with the preacher? What will they do with that church? The sixth on Nashville Street. What would they do in that church in your city, your block, that church in your neighborhood? What will you do with that church that you pass by every day? What will you do with that preacher that's telling you to get right with God? What will you do with the message of salvation? What will you do with that tonight? And so he asked this question. He said, they have the prophets. He said, let them hear them. They have ears just like everybody else. We can't live for God. We cannot serve God for somebody else. I've got to make it. My kids have got to make it. My wife's got to make it. And they can't live for God for me. We each have, we are all individuals. We got to make that choice and confess it ourselves. We got to live for Christ, repent of our own sins and get right with God. The Bible says in, in verses uh, 30, he says, and he said, nay, uh, father Abraham, but if one would come from the dead, they will repent. He said, no, I promise you, if they was to go back, and, and, and he was going back and tell them, hey, hell is real. Uh, don't come to this place. Change your life. Believe God. He says they will repent. That's what the rich man was trying to convince God to do. 
uh, Abraham to do. The Bible says, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. You think about it. He says, you know what? They're not going to believe him. They're going to think he's trying to sell books. They're going to think he just had too much baloney the night before. They go, he had a bad meal and had a bad dream. Uh, that's how they're going to explain it away. Ah, uh, he didn't come back from hell. Nah, they don't believe that. Nah, it's just a fairy tale. Nah, I don't believe that. He says they won't even believe as one from the road from the dead. And there's somebody who rose from the dead. There's another person who rose from the dead. And don't you know it's sadly to say many still don't believe. Who's that one we talking about tonight that rose from the dead? Jesus. Jesus rose from the dead. And you know, millions still fail to believe. We continue to bring the message out. We continue to tell you, continue to share these videos out. Tell men and women about the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's up to men and women to accept. I thank God that one day we came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I thank God for those that are saved out there watching this video. You came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. No doubt that you believe the one that's risen tonight. Believe the one that's risen. Jesus Christ is the risen Savior tonight. He is the Son of God. He came and gave his life for us that we can be saved. He came and shed his innocent blood. He went to hell for us that we don't have to go. He went to hell for us. That we don't have to go, brothers and sisters. My friend and I, send a friend, whoever you may be, you don't have to go. Jesus already paid it all. He paid it all for you and I. We have to come back to this. Man, I'm going long already. I've already gone way past my time. But you know what? We're talking about heaven and hell. I'm about to come back to this. Uh, again, we haven't even got all the way to it. Who's going where? Who's going where? And so naturally we see... Um, the first part of this is we see that uh, those that are in sin cannot go to heaven. Let me let me give you this last one before we go. How can I be saved, preacher? How can I be saved? Man, I really, you know what? <laughs> let's let's stick to it. Stay, stay, give me about 10 more minutes. I'm going to get through this because we want to get to another piece here in a minute. I'm going to try to wrap this up. Let's go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. <clears throat> Heaven and hell. Where are we going? Where are we going? I was going to close up, but I'm going I'm to go to, I'm going to give me about 15 more minutes. This is what it says here. Jesus told us about heaven and hell. Who's going? Who's not? In Matthew 7, the Gospels, the Bible says in 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate. It's a straight gate. It's a narrow road, the Bible says, and wide is the gate and broad is the way to lead it to destruction. He said broad is the way. It's a wide road that leads to destruction. That's why the Bible says Christianity is like the straight and narrow way. The Bible says, uh, uh, for many there be which go thereat. He's talking about the broad way. Anybody can live in sin. Anybody can go uh, uh, and reject Christ. Anybody can go out and get drunk. Anybody can chase the women. Anybody can uh, uh, live, in, uh, live a life without Christ. But it takes a few, a disciplined life, a disciple, to resist and say, no, it's a narrow gap. That's what Jesus told us. He said, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth to life. And few, back to what I said, I said earlier, few be that it finding. Number 15, beware of false prophets. <coughs> there are teachers and preachers that will not tell you the truth. They won't tell you this type of teaching. The Bible says, beware of false prophets. Or, or they can explain away. The there are false prophets in various religions that say hell is not even real. 
There's no such thing as hell. There's a there's a gospel singer, an old gospel singer, Pierce, what's his name? Pierce Pearson, Carlton Pearson. He no longer believes in hell. Very sad to see how his life has turned. He used to be a fire brimstone. He used to be a preacher that loved God and preached the word of God. He don't believe in hell no more. Because why? He believed the lie. The enemy, the devil will say, ah, right, it's not real. Well, you might as well get rid of your Bible. Then. Don't, don't even call yourself a preacher. If you're not going to preach the Bible, don't even call yourself a preacher. But anyway, they're false prophets. The Bible says, who come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. 16, he says, you shall know them by their fruits. Do, do men gather grapes of thorns and figs and thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but corrupt trees bringeth forth evil fruits. <clears throat> I've even heard preachers curse. Bishops and preachers be cursing and carrying on, drinking, and dancing to the beat of the world. You know them by their fruits. How we, how we do we carry the fruits of the world? How do we carry the fruits of God? I'm going to keep going. The Bible says in number 18, it says, a good tree cannot bear forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. The Bible says every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. That is again, God says, I'm going to burn it all up. Number 20 was there. Wherefore by their fruit, you shall know them. Now, everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, I shall not enter the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. He says, and he that doeth the will of my father, which is heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is heaven. And so he says, not everybody's going to say, Lord, Lord, devils even say, Lord, 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 Lord. And we really have to be careful when we use this uh, last verse I'm going to give you about uh, even confessing Lord Jesus Christ. If there's no repentance behind that, the devils know who he is. The devils fear and tremble, but they don't change. Bible says there has to be a change in our lives. We must depart from iniquity. The Bible goes on and says, have we not prophesied in thy name is what he said. And thy name, have we not cast out devils and thy name? Have we not done wonderful works? And they say, how can they, if they false prophet, how can they do this? Well, the, the receiver, the receiver, the one who's asking for prayer, the one that's possessed with devils. If they believe God can do miracles through anybody, believe it or not, God can do miracles through anybody because that receiver is in need. But anyway, the Bible says in 23, uh, and then will I confess, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. He says, leave. When we stand before God in judgment. The Bible says, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. Now he's talking about the Christian. Wise men and women build their houses upon a rock. Something stable, the Bible says. It says, and when the rains ascended and the floods came and, the, and blew, the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not. He says, it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that uh, heareth th these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. He said, who built his house upon the sand. So if you reject the word of God, don't reject the word of God tonight. Do not reject the word of God, friend. Receive it. You're living on shaky ground. Come off the shaking ground and start building your life on something eternal that will not fade away. The Bible says in verse 27, he says, the rain descended and the floods came and blew it, uh, blew it and beat upon the house and it fell. He says, and great was the fall of it. It's a great fall to lose your soul. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended the sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine and he taught them as one having authority and not as one of the scribes. He didn't pity pat about it. He didn't sugarcoat it. 
He taught it with authority because it's real. It's serious. Man, I told you I was going to get you out of here. I got two more sections. Go to go to First Corinthians 6. Now, we're talking about who's going where? Who's going where? Who's going where? Heaven or hell? First Corinthians 6, 9. 6, 9. Know you not that the unrighteous, the unrighteous shall not, it's plain, plain English, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The unrighteous, what's unrighteous? He's going to listen here in a minute. Be not deceived. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let false teachers and false doctrines lie to you. He says, be not deceived, neither fornicator. What's a, who's a fornicator? When you're having sex and not married. That's fornication. Now, again, if you've done that before you got saved, okay, you forgive it. But if you continue, you claim the name of Christ, but you're still living in fornication, you're not saved. You're not saved, period. He says, because you can't go, saved people are going to heaven. But if you're living in fornication, you can't go to heaven. The Bible says fornicators, idolaters, those who worship false idols, false gods. And false idols are not just statues either. They could be things, money, houses, cars, people, idols, various things. The Bible goes on and says, no adulterers, married folks, married folks. One wife, <laughs> one wife, one husband, and even in your heart, keep your mind pure. Jesus said we can commit adultery in our hearts. We're talking about who's going where. The Bible says neither effeminate, effeminate. Is that hard for me to explain that? Effeminate, limp wrist, shoe coat, uh, LBGQT, XYZ, whoever you may be, get saved. Get saved. God has not changed. God has not changed his word. I'm telling you in love. I'm telling you in love. If I didn't tell you, I'm telling you right now, there's a, there's a family that comes to our church now because they didn't pick up on it right away. There's a family, a big family comes to our church. They said, the church we went to before we came to your church, we started looking around and seeing that gay couples were in the church, in the, in the ministry, in the pulpit. They have gay churches out there now. It's an abomination. Back on them, abomination. Defiling the temple of God. He says, neither effeminate. You got to be born again. Somebody say, oh, I was born this way. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Again, I know it's a straight talk tonight. You don't get this on TBN and, and see all them other channels out there and them Christian broadcasts. You don't get this. You get it on this on this YouTube channel, though. Continue to subscribe, brothers and sisters. Amen. No abuses of themselves or mankind, bestiality, or even just abuse in itself. Anyway, no thieves, the thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no rivalers, revelers, which is party goers and all these different things. Get your own, get a dictionary. Go look these words up. If you don't believe me. No extortion. You make sure you have the right version too, because <laughs> these newer versions of the Bible they take some of this stuff out of the Bible. These new perversions of the Bible they take it out. Preaching you on the road tonight. Hey, bear with me tonight. God bless you. I pray. Amen. Uh, extortioners, those that are again trying to get over and scheme and plot. I shall inherit the kingdom of God. He says none of these folks listed. So this is a category that God, it's a bunch of little listings like this in the New Testament. He says, cannot go to heaven unless, unless you've repented and been born again and depart and never go back to that mess again. Leave it. Well, that's, that's the whole purpose of being born again. If that's the case, everybody be saved. We must be born again. We got to live a different life. This is what it says here in verse 11. <clears throat> he says, and such were some of you. Preach you dishing out love and back to Paul let it, took us back home. He says, and such was some of us. 
I'm telling you this because I know the, the filthiness and the ugliness of sin. I wouldn't be this this uh, adamant about it because I know what the devil's trying to do. I was so mad. When I first got saved, I was so mad. I never heard about these scriptures in church. I never heard these scriptures in church. Maybe I wasn't paying. I know for sure it wasn't taught I, when I was there. Maybe because I wasn't there. But you know what? I, I never heard it broke down like this. Never. And I was so mad. I was like, man, I could have died and lost my soul. But thank God for a preacher. A little bit small church over in Germany that told me the truth. Wasn't afraid to tell me. Amen. The Bible goes on and says, uh, uh, and such was some of you. Such was some of you and I. That's why we're so adamant about it, because we knew what God has delivered us from. And we know we say we adamant about it because we're telling you, you can be delivered. You can't stop drinking. You can't stop smoking. You can't stop cheating and chasing the girl. You can find a wife and get married and live a wholesome life. You can do that. You can. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful. And, and, and the world today and the secular world and, and, and even false doctors would tell you that you cannot. The blood of that, that, that diminishes the power of the blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ to wash away and transform my life. The Bible says them and in Christ are new creatures. If it's not, he said, all things are passed away. That's the things I used to do. Behold, all things become new. Let's move on. Such was some of you. But you are washed. Thank God. Thank God for the washing of the blood that you're sanctified. He says, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the spirit of God. Number 12, he says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the, uh, in that, under the power of any. And when on says meats for belly and bellies for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication. The body is not for fornication. He went on and says, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. The Bible says, 14, and the God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up, us by his own power. 15, I'm going to get through this. He says, know ye not that your body is a member, are members of Christ? He says, and shall I then take the member of Christ and make it a member of a harlot? That's what he's asking. He says, now that I say I'm saved, why would I join myself to a harlot? God forbid, what know ye not that ye are, which is joined to a heart is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. He's referring to marriage. He says, if you're going to have sex, get married. Number 17, he says, and he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. So we should be joined to God. He's went on to say, verse 18, flee fornication. It's all throughout our society today. Flee fornication. We pray for those single moms. The boy, uh, talking into having all these kids and carrying on and vice versa. Men tighten up, making all these babies all over the place, flee fornication cities all over the place. And that's why abortion is so high. We hold out more kids. <laughs> if, if abortion, which is wrong, but flee fornication. The Bible says every sin that is that a man doeth is without his body. But he that committed fornication sinned against his own body. Number 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? He says, which is in you, which ye, ha which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. When you become a Christian, you no longer belong to yourself. We belong to God. We no longer want to obey what I want to do anymore. 
My flesh wants to go sin. Nah, I don't belong to myself anymore. That's what it says here. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God. There's a change that takes place. You begin to glorify God and not to glorify your flesh. And number Romans 10, as we close, the last one. This is what I want to get to. Romans 10. The Bible says, how can I go to heaven? How can I escape these things? How can I be delivered from some of the things that you mentioned, preacher? And there are many, many, many other things. How can I escape hell? Romans chapter 10 tells us this clearly. He says, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It's the first thing. Believe that he is. Become a believer. Believe that he is Lord. Number 10, he goes on and says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So now you begin to say, God, save me. Save me. I don't want to die and lose my soul. I don't want to die and go to hell. Save me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Save me. I thank you for the price of salvation. The Bible goes on and says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is a difference. There is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all. All is rich unto all that call upon him. He's rich in his mercy, rich, willing to save, willing to help. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But now, as we said before, don't just say, Lord, Lord. <laughs> don't just say that. But you got to have a life behind it as well. You must be born again. We'll cover that next week about a little bit more. A little bit more again because... If we sin willfully after we come to the knowledge of the truth, and if we continue to live in sin, Romans 6 talked about that. He said, how can we continue there in sin? How can we continue in that? No. He says, let no now sin no longer have dominion over you. Don't let it do it. There's power in the blood. Don't underestimate or don't diminish the power of God and the Holy Ghost. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will keep you in check. It really will. It's kept us throughout all these years. Thank God for the Holy Ghost baptism. Many 